0: The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM.
1: The Centre for Analytics and Behavioural Change is based at UCT's Graduate School of Business and they focus on social media, dialogue and analytics to try and unearth some of the stories that are taking place and I suppose that uh, align and tell us whether we are a socially cohesive country or not. Uh, On the line with us, we have Stuart Jones, who's the Programme Director for the Centre. And uh, Stuart, I understand that you released a civil unrest report this week.
0: Hi, Michelle. Yeah, that's correct. Um, We've just started doing this for the last two weeks now. And what we're doing is we're analysing and looking at um, protests that happen around South Africa as expressed on social media. We're doing this in conjunction with the Institute of Security Studies. And it feeds into some of their um, more kind of traditional analytics around media. So we're adding a social media um, component to that.
1: So what are your discoveries?
0: Well, uh, the first week in which we did this, we found 27 protests in a single week. Uh, and that's grown in this last week to 58 uh, protests that we that we picked up on our social media. This isn't by any means, of course, the total number of protests happening in South Africa. It's just the ones that we've picked up. Um, and there's some main trends that are driving that increase. Um, The largest one being service delivery, and this is around uh, electricity outages in Gauteng, uh, where uh, there were 16 different protests that we noted. There were also 21 protests of unknown variety, um, but we suspect that a lot of those were service delivery related, um, and also 10 COVID-19 related protests. These were um, particularly around uh, the personal protective equipment um, and uh, the kinds of people that are in in the front line Uh, nurses and doctors uh, and also people in uh, services. Um, And then uh, the taxi industry is also driving some of these protests.
1: So, Stuart, in terms of uh, the reading of this, so we understand that there are these protests. I mean, up to 58 separate protests, which is almost double from a few weeks ago, says that we are an extremely unhappy country.
0: It does. Uh, You know, something like uh, COVID-19 in particular, puts a lot of pressure on our systems. Um, and we have a lot of fissures in society that uh, get exploited by people uh, when this um, kind of crisis hits and economic, uh, economic instability of the extent that we've seen hits as well. Uh, one of the worst um, areas in which this unfolds is, is in xenophobia. Um, and we also have something of a predictive ability uh, because while we're busy looking at these protests, we're, allow- we're able to look at what people are discussing in terms of protests that are coming up And one of the big trends here is the South Africans' first um, movement, which has grown dramatically. um, And we have seen an increase of up to 36 times uh, the sort of baseline uh, levels of xenophobia on social media, which is extraordinary. And it's it's coordinated um, and it's being driven by a number of... um, of particular account, that are pushing a lot of very venomous mm. uh, material out onto social. Must, so that's a big, big concern for us. I
1: must say, I've been following that hashtag, and it's made me feel really, really concerned and and disturbed. And I think that South Africans should be be worried about it.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely it's a, it's a, you know we've we've tracked this in the past um, because we're able to go back in time as well with social media analytics. Uh, and it's it's this kind of uh, growth in xenophobic material that kind of um precedes one little incident setting off a spark that uh, that can lead to some serious violence so we are very very concerned about that
1: i mean i do think that as more and more people are unemployed during this covid experience we are going to see these kinds of engagements taking place
0: yes they're, they're understandable in a sense uh, if not acceptable but um And we also predicted this, you know, we've been monitoring xenophobia since the lockdown began, uh, because we we thought that this would be a flashpoint. We also thought that gender-based violence would be a flashpoint, which it has been. Um, And so in in a sense, it's fairly predictable, uh, you know, that that, that these kinds of things are going to happen. Um, Also service delivery protests make sense. We're seeing a rise in prison protests as well. Uh, These are areas where people have really, really struggled. Um, You know, prisoners haven't been allowed to be visited by loved ones um, since the lockdown began. Uh, which is similar to, to to hospitals where people aren't allowed to visit their loved ones while they're in hospital, um, and so we're seeing some protests coming up there. So that you know, they're, they're happening all over the place. We're watching them as closely as we can uh, and trying to warn um, you know decision makers, uh, particularly in government, as as, the, as as these things unfold.
1: So if you're looking at social media, like what what kind of percentage would social media be comparative to what's going on literally in the street physically?
0: It's it's really hard to say. Uh, I'll try and actually unearth some data on that, but perhaps when we'll we speak again next yeah, time. Yeah, um, that, that would, would be great. It would be interesting to know, yeah. Um, you know, w- w- we're we're watching people that are mentioning protests that are happening. We're also watching people that are um, talking about protests that are going to happen. So, for example, uh, the Put South Africans First movement is planning a protest on the 7th of uh, July for truck drivers, and it'll be interesting to see how, um, how much traction that, that gets but you know we we are we're monitoring tens of thousands of tweets on a weekly basis yeah. um, and up to up to 7000 unique authors in this conversation alone so it's a really broad base of, of, of data that we're able to draw from.
1: Yeah. I mean, I suppose in closing, um, Stuart, if you look at the Ndlulamiti scenarios, which are focused on social cohesion, I mean, you guys are talking about um, the fractures in social cohesion. And indeed, the Ndlulamiti scenarios are saying that we are in the worst case scenario, Guaraguara, which is about um, uh, high levels of protests, high level mm. of uh, breakdown of social cohesion.
0: No, absolutely right. You know, we have we have mechanisms that we work with, uh, dialogical mechanisms that we work with on on social media to try and um, ameliorate this. Uh, but the reality is, it's really, really hard to fight off. We we are in a crisis. There's no doubt about that.
1: Okay. Well, we look forward to chatting to you again soon. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. That's depressing uh, as it may be. As depressing <laughs> yes, as it may be, emotional. but
1: it's always good to have the knowledge at your fingertips. Stuart Jones is the program director for the Center for Analytics and Behavioral Change, which uh, is uh, found at UCT's Graduate School of Business. It's based at the Center for Values Based Leadership.